Good evening, everyone. Uh, our first reading, uh, when we read it and we hear the story, it almost seems uh, incredible and an impossibility, all the events that would happen to bring the widow and her son and the prophet together and everything that follows. And uh, um, in our second reading from Hebrews, we continue hearing about Christ, our high priest, and ultimately with Paul, as we cut through everything that he's putting forth there, he will say, Christ gave everything, everything that he had down to his last breath to his Father. We're in um, our scriptures then on this um, 32nd Sunday uh, showcase, the first reading in the gospel, widows. And um, why are widows uh, of the Bible presented as symbols of such faith and perseverance? Widows in biblical times were usually very poor. In the event in the first reading, uh, the woman has the house and stuff because of her son. Everything, when the man dies, goes to the male. So in the first reading, it is her boy. It all belongs to him. If he had not been there, she would have had nothing. They would have taken it from her. It helps us understand the gospel, what's going on with the widow. She has nothing. Without husbands in a patriarchal society, they have no social standing. They have no voice. The widows whom we encounter in the scriptures are people who had suffered great losses in their lives. But they had overcome through their sufferings, and because of them almost, great faith and trust in God. I would venture to put forth, and I know I'm stretching it, that they had never stopped believing. They had never stopped hoping. They had never stopped loving. In commenting on the widow's offering in the temple, Jesus makes a distinction between people who limit their giving to their surplus wealth and people who are generous without taking too much consideration into what might be left over for themselves. I suspect many people put generous donations in the temple offering box that day. We're told Jesus sits opposite it and he watches. But Jesus notices and comments only on one person because he was pointing out someone with tremendous faith and trust in God. A reflection on this account of the widow, known as the widow's might, of uh, the widow, we should come to understand her courage, her inner strength and peace, and her trust in God. She gave what she actually needed to live on. Her expression of faith shows that she is not overcome by any fear or anxiety that this world was throwing to her. She was solid in her decision. She would offer what was left in her purse. She completely trusted in God. In spite of great personal losses, the loss of husband, the loss of financial security, the loss of social standing in her community, she did not lose heart. 
she still had the courage to place herself in God's hands and to express that confidence and love in the very actions, not just a thought, but in her actions. Her losses did not turn her into a bitter person. Marin's in the early church, widowhood was recognized as an invitation of sorts, if you will, uh, to the person to dedicate themselves totally to God. I suspect it's because of the stories that we read like today. I think it's hard for us to understand the tremendous courage and faith the widow had to have had to do what she did. She gave up what she actually needed in order to survive. In reflection on this account of the widow, perhaps it raises some issues for us. How have we dealt with losses in our own lives? Have they made us bitter? Or have they become opportunities to grow in faith? Has it been the catalyst for us to be more compassionate to others and even to oneself in many instances and showing charity of heart? The loss of a spouse, a parent, a child, a close friend, of employment is often a deeply wounding experience that leaves people without an anchor in life, struggling to make sense of the event that leaves them on the verge of despair. Many people react to such experiences with unhealthy anger and depression, withdrawal from friends and family, and even worse, the response of these widows in the scripture shows us about faith. Their challenges in life did not control them or overcome them. Certainly, they experienced the terrible pain of loss, made worse by financial distress, because in their time, as a widow, they had nothing. And then the loss of their social standing in the community. Certainly, they must have struggled with the temptation to feel sorry for themselves or to give in to that despair. But through the struggle, they came to a deeper awareness of themselves. They came to a different awareness and understanding of the world and what life can do sometimes. But more importantly, they came to a deeper faith in God in the midst of all these things. This woman, the, this widow, this example of strong faith in today's gospel proposes a challenge for all of us. To lose almost everything and still be ready to give all that one has. What kind of person was she who could do that? What was that strength She gave more, Jesus said, than all the others. To understand how she could have done what she did may remain a mystery to modern people in our times. Um, 
That's pretty rainy, huh? Uh, but it's a mystery that gives us a clue to uh, the beauty of faith and love of our Lord's grace and its true power within us and for us. The first reading we heard of the story of a widow who was remarkable, both for her charity of heart, for others, and her trust in God. The gospel presents our Lord praising a widow. When I, whenever I encounter this reading, I wonder, why didn't Jesus go and tell her? More importantly, this, because these are not parables. Parables are different. Parables are made of stories that Jesus to put forth. These are accounts, true. The woman had no idea, the widow, that thousands of years later, we would remember every time this gospel is proclaimed and it is preached upon, she is remembered. The gospel presents our Lord praising a widow in the midst of her hardships, having a spirit of generosity and great trust in God. The account of these widows' faith and charity of heart and sincerity will live forever in God's sight. And wherever this gospel is preached, my friends, Jesus did not use this account to urge one to give their last dollar. That's not what it was about. The point of the story is simply to put forth what faith and trust in God looks like. And that the Lord's grace does sustain. And perhaps it says that no act of faith or trust or charity ever passes unnoticed or unrewarded by God. Even though it may seem and feel otherwise. My friends, the other thing, and I should have opened with it to get a better understanding of the widows, is um, the very box she was putting money in was to support the temple and its ministries as we would understand it, including assistance to the poor and the widows. She put into it the very things she was supposed to be taking out of it. But something else, the, the widow in the gospel account, she would have been known as the little church lady, as we would understand it, who's always around the church. She's fully aware of the goings-on. <laughs> That's why the scripture opens up with, Jesus warns, I warn you about those scribes who devour everything, take everything. Treat others with disrespect. He's talking about the religious authorities. The woman knows this. She knows very well what's going on in the temple. She's heard the story. She's probably experienced it firsthand. And in spite of it, in spite of it, she puts in what she has because of her faith in those religious authorities. Because she trusts God and all of his promises and all of his words. Many lessons for us today in this house of God to reflect upon. 
Verne's, uh, for those who study the Old Testament and the New Testament diligently, um, in ancient Israel, uh, who were often unfaithful to God, but God remains faithful, uh, there was within the nation of Israel uh, what you might have heard, uh, the phrase might be familiar to you, was called the Holy Remnant. The Holy Remnant uh, were the faithful Jews of the time. They held to the faith in spite of everything. Uh, they never stopped trusting. They did this out of love of God and for their community. They served as a symbol and reminder of God's faithfulness. They became, if you will, the bearers of faith and love for their families, for their community, for their nation. We are to be the holy remnant today. We Christians, we are they to hold the faith, to hold the love, to trust always, to do this for our family, to do this for our friends, to do this for our community, to do this for our nation. Yeah, Father gets really cranky when I hear politicians tell, say, I'm fighting for the soul of this nation, having no idea what it means. Looking at our history as a people, looking way back into the nation of Israel, today, they would, that holy remnant would re see in us and beckon to us to be that now for this nation that, as we understand it, is God's, one nation under God, and to hold to the faith in all things. For ourselves, yes. For others, for the glory of God. Let us pray and reflect on this. Let us be that.